I told myself I would keep discussions of my small little love life to a minimum, but I'm going to give myself a free pass because this week is Valentine's Day and I refuse to feel guilty for talking about being single. So we're going to do it today and I'm pretty excited. I got some some fun things to share. Welcome to the Simply Jamila podcast. Welcome to the Simply Jamila podcast. My name is Jamila and I talk too much and that is this podcast. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. I'm excited about today's episode. I don't know. I always love talking about my non-existent progression in finding the man that my family is pressuring me to find to get married to. Honestly, I'm loving just, you know, figuring out how to be by myself. And as I discussed in the last episode, how to be around people without feeling guilty for taking up space. So I feel like I should work on that part of myself before I go off and marry someone just because of the pressures of society and my family to marry someone. I guess there's something about being this eldest sibling that it's like, oh, I got to get married like immediately. But you know, I don't, no offense, but I really don't want to end up like my parents being married multiple times just because I rushed into something that I wasn't ready for. Oops, I said it. I hope you're doing well. I am pretty, I don't know. I'm just trying to like really make it through the rest of the school year as a teacher. If you haven't listened to previous episodes, I am a high school teacher and I'm just trying to make it at this point. Like the way I just kind of got, I, I don't like getting thrown into things. It stresses me out and I don't like not knowing things. And I shared this on my Instagram story a few days ago, at least a few days from when this episode's going up, that like like administration so my friend crocheted me like a little scarf I thought it was a scarf because it was you know goes on your head and I'd worn it a couple times to the school and then all of a sudden admin was like you can't wear that because it's considered a head covering but you can wear scarves and stuff what 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 anyway so being thrown into things and and breaking rules without knowing that I'm breaking rules it's it's a little bit stressful and I'm just kind of ready to get you know just get it over with. I'm ready for summer. I'm ready to enjoy the sunlight that my apartment has. It's so beautiful and bright, way, way, way better than the previous home that I had. And I kind of rarely get to enjoy it because I'm either going somewhere like today on the Saturday that I'm recording this, I actually have to go back to my old, I don't have to, but I'm choosing to go back to my old school to support my previous group of students because they worked so hard to put on a stellar play and it's senior night for them and even though I really don't think I have like one senior who's in the play I still want to see them and support them so I'm choosing to go back but it's like dang like my Saturday's gone and I don't get to enjoy my home and then tomorrow on beautiful Super Bowl Sunday which I guess would be yesterday from when this episode's going up I'm getting my hair braided because I can't freaking do my hair y'all I can't I can't do it so that's another day of just kind of like missing the sun so I have to wait till like next weekend to really sit and enjoy the sun in my apartment and hopefully not do anything for school. I'm trying to draw a boundary as far as bringing work home with me and just like enjoying my weekends. I probably will definitely do nothing next weekend because I want to finish the book club book and I am going to. That was a pretty long spiel about how I'm doing. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you had a good time watching the Super Bowl. I am recording this before the Super Bowl comes on just so I can make sure that I have it up on time. Hope you enjoyed however you celebrated. I have no plans. I don't think. I don't know. I might go to a bar. I'm not gonna lie. Not even drink at the bar. Just go to the bar to be around people to enjoy the commentary. But I don't even really want to watch the Super Bowl. So, mm. 
Anyway, <laughs> if you didn't watch the Super Bowl, I hope you are looking forward to this week. This week is Valentine's Day and it's Galentine's Day. I think I love Galentine's Day more than I love Valentine's Day just because I love my girlfriends a little bit more. With that being said, speaking of loving my girlfriends a little bit more, let's get into some black and beautiful news. Already got the world on me. Give a pretty brown girl her space. You can keep your bitter. I'm gonna make a better way. I know that transition was probably a little weird because I said speaking of my girlfriends, but we are talking about black women who killed it at the Grammys. And I just want to take a moment to celebrate them in case you haven't heard. Miss Victoria Monet walked away with three Grammys. Coco Jones got her first Grammy. SZA got a Grammy. Tyla made history with her Grammy. And Samara Joy, the beautiful Samara Joy, who I celebrated last year, walked away with another Grammy. That is five beautiful black women who won at the Grammys, and I'm very happy for them. Should we talk about Jay-Z's speech? Or is that going to kill the vibe? I feel like it's going to kill the vibe. It was... I have no words, but I will say I think Trevor Noah is a fantastic host, and I feel like if they're going to pick a regular host, I think Trevor Noah is a good person to do it, just speaking of, you know, black people. Just from the clips that I've seen, I think that he is the best option as far as hosting the Grammys. Just he has that perfect balance between not offending people but being funny and being just he has this charisma about him. So anyway, I just want to take a moment to celebrate those wonderful black women who One, I want to call them out, shout them out, and give them their dues. And with that being said, we're just going to keep going. So I have this unnecessary segment that no one really pays attention to, but you know, I honestly low key, so I'll go back and I'll listen to these like segments and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have drank that that day or had that that day because the way I'm lactose intolerant and have really bad acid reflux and I just make bad decisions, like I need to do better even though I'm making a bad decision today because I am drinking strawberry lemonade to help with the salivation that I consistently talk about. But I like need something flavorful right now. Water wasn't cutting it this morning. But at the same time, good old Janice, my wonderful period is on her way. And Janice does not like when I consume a lot of acid. So we'll see how I make it through this episode because I'm a little concerned, but I am drinking strawberry lemonade. Let's get into it. The title is Scared for True Love. And I, um, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's get into it. So, I mean, considering my love life has recently consisted of me continuing the trend of going on dates and not realizing until I get there. And it's such a bad like situation people be like oh you want to go to coffee and I'm like yeah let's go get coffee I really don't know why I haven't figured out that that is code for let's go on a date the beautiful thing is that it wasn't 11 hours like the first time a guy asked me for coffee but I still just (sighs) don't know why I haven't picked up on it yet you know we'll get there I think my mind is just like oh someone to talk to and like a free drink and one day I will but then I don't want to like think it's a date And then it's not actually, you never know nowadays because guys and girls can be friends. I don't freaking know. But anyway, considering I have continued that trend, there haven't been really any improvements worth like writing home about as far as like my love life goes. If anything, there's just been like situations that I don't even like worse than going on dates and not knowing I'm on a date. Like there's just been some funny situations. Listen, okay, so which one do I want to talk about first? Um, we'll talk about the one that's like not funny. So, and it's like a current thing. So I am myself. Okay. I am myself. And one thing that I've learned, which I mean, I don't, you know, every 
human is different. So we can't just like categorize them based off their zodiac signs. But I will say Gemini are known for being like kind and then people taking their kindness as flirtation. And so I'm just out and about being myself, being kind, but also just like, don't touch me. Like just, I'm just being myself, you know, loud and saying what's on my mind and people laughing, even though I have no idea what they're laughing at or laughing about. And I think that someone that I currently work with is taking that kindness as flirtation, but it, I know. And he, <laughs> this is so bad. He has talk to other people about just like, I guess, how infatuated he is with me. First off, man's is in a relationship and I'm not, I'm not into that at all. I'm, I'm not here. I'm not going to be someone that you used to cheat on somebody else with. And I'm not polyamorous. Like I'm not doing that at all. So that's the first thing, like the biggest thing as far as no. And then he, it's not him being younger because I think like, you know, it's okay with a guy being younger than a girl, but considering we're in our twenties, I think there is a difference in maturity when you are younger than 24, you know, cause I'm 24 about to be 25 and he's younger than that. And the maturity, like you can tell, because why are you like, be like, I'm, telling you not to touch me and it's not like in a i need to go to hr type touch me but why are you just being like he acts like an annoying little brother and it makes me like so mad because first off i'm at work trying to do my freaking job and you're sitting here trying to like just mess with me go away go away and i'm sitting here working and he'll come into my room and he'll like show me tiktoks and stuff and i'm like i don't care and i'll say it too if you know me you know i will straight up say it just like that i don't care I'm trying to do my freaking job. So that's the second thing. There is a big change in maturity. I also don't know if he has any plans or ambitions for life. So that's the third thing. And I can't, I'm sorry, I'm a teacher. You gotta be making money if we're gonna do anything. But the biggest thing is him being in a relationship. So this is a current situation that I am figuring out. But to, I don't know if this made it better or just like awkward, but he has told other teachers about this apparently. And then one teacher, she talked to me about it and I was like, oh, hell no. And I yelled it. <laughs> I said, absolutely not. There were a lot more swear words thrown in there to be honest, but I'm trying to keep it like together for this episode. But I was like, hell no, absolutely not. I was like I feel not like I don't feel that way about him at all I was like if anything he gets on my freaking nerves like I was just yelling it and then after kind of going off and being like I am not interested in fact please let me do my job I realized he was outside the room <laughs> when I said that and I was like Ooh, yikes so you know that's that's situation number one and we're still figuring it out but I like, it's like sometimes, cause I work with teenagers and sometimes I feel like when talking to him, I'm talking to a teenager, like I'm talking to a student. It is that bad. I can't do it. I mentally, like I literally can't do it. So then let's see another, which this wasn't a situation that I had with a guy, but like when I moved to my new city, the mover, oh, again, people take my kindness for flirting. 
but like what was i gonna do while they were moving my stuff i wasn't just gonna like i mean i did just stand there but i talked to them i had conversation with them they were all really nice guys and the guy who like initiated the transaction or whatever the the guy who charged me and all this other stuff he um added me on instagram and then i added him back which i really didn't want to do and i really didn't want to i do things because i feel bad and i need to stop doing that i need to i need to work out my guilty conscience as we have kind of all figured out by now like i need to figure it out because i added him back on instagram because i felt bad but i was not interested in him at all and so when you know we got done moving and he was like texting me and all this other jazz i was like so slow to responding and he tried to like have a conversation with me via text about like what I'm interested in and I waited hours to respond and (laughs) my mindset was if I'm bad at texting and I'm limited in my answers he will ghost me (laughs) I did not want I don't want to be the person that ghosts people which is so sad and so I will like kind of initiate the reason I guess you could say for them to ghost me and it worked I haven't heard from him in a while and I'm very happy about that because I wasn't interested at all and I think me like moving so far away has helped but also me just taking like super super long to respond I just like he talks in circles and I mean I'm the move went well only a couple things got damaged and they weren't really damaged they were just like cheap things from ikea they got scratched up really bad which is fine because they were cheap things from ikea but like i he talks in circles like i literally can't do it so i was just i i I don't know how i could even be in a relationship with him if i can't get a conversation going and then he (laughs) i shouldn't say this but i'm going to he told me that my bathroom because I let them use the bathroom when they got here because it was a drive and he was like the door won't lock and I was like oh that's concerning and then I got into the bathroom and I locked it just fine so I I don't know if he doesn't know how to use like a doorknob (laughs) like I don't know I don't know I was just like no way like I'm over here like being handy mammy trying to fix things that you say are broken but really just don't know how to operate a doorknob and my toilet he like was like your toilet keeps running and then I like flushed it and it I mean a toilet has to run for a little bit after you flush it doesn't automatically stop so it ran and then it stopped and then I was like what are you talking about (laughs) what are you talking about so that's been the second situation and then literally like no time before that situation (sighs) this is my favorite one um and this is just it's been it's been very difficult (laughs) I have no words so we're going to take a bath to before I moved. It was before even like Christmas break. And I, okay, so I used to have Spectrum at the previous apartment. And it was not good, bro. It was not good at all. The I could literally watch my Wi-Fi turn on and off, like on the router. It wasn't good. And I didn't know if it was because we were surrounded by trees. But then I realized, like, I was getting several different text messages and, like, notifications from Spectrum about outages in my area. And I was like, oh, this is a constant thing, and I'm not the only one who's, like, experiencing it. Because there's people who didn't have trees surrounding their apartment, and they were having the same problem. So, I guess Verizon built, like, 5G towers or something for their internet close to my apartment. And this happened right before I moved. And so there was a guy coming around and he was, you know, essentially selling 5G internet to everybody. 
And I was like, heck yeah, like, absolutely. I'm ready. You know, let's, let's do it. I want, I want to do, I need better internet. And once a freaking gain, my kindness was taken as flirting, which this guy actually, I could see my, like, I would have seen myself like dating. He was really, really cool. His appearance was great. Personality was top tier. I mean, it was just fantastic. Honestly, I, I say his personality was top tier and then things got a little dicey and I'll tell you about that here in a second. But oh, and initially, I when we were talking face to face, I thought he was pretty cool. And considering that I looked so bad because I had just woken up from a nap when he knocked on my door and he was still kind of like interested, I was like, wow, that's crazy. He um, gave me his work phone number because he was essentially my rep as far as my internet goes. And I was like, you know, I mean, you ha- no matter what you have it, I'm in the Verizon database system or whatever. So he has my phone number. Well, then I guess he got my phone number from his work phone and texted me on his personal phone number. And this was like hours before I flew back to move, like literally hours before I flew back to move. He was texting me about wanting to see me. And I told him like, I'm moving at like 7am and I'm still in a different state. Like there's just no way it's going to work out. And we talked about timing. And then I was like, yeah, my timing's bad. Also, you've had my number for a few weeks now. You waited until now to text me, but it's fine, whatever. It's cool. And so I get back. We have this conversation. We're, We're texting, of course. And you know, then I move, blah, 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 blah. Right after New Year's, literally right after New Year's. Hold on, let me pull up the exact text message because it killed me. Or I think I screenshotted it. I think I might've screenshotted it because I was just, I was a little shook. I pulled up the messages. So we were having this conversation at on December 28th. So this was like, as I was waiting at the airport for my flight to leave. And the last text I sent to him on December 28th was my bad, I have pretty crap timing. And then time passes. And then when I say randomly, randomly on January 3rd, this man texted me, I was trying to put a baby in you. (sighs) I didn't respond. I was just. What? Like, we're just skipping everything and you want to put a I haven't responded to that. I haven't talked to him because that's just, it's freaking weird. But here's the crappy thing about it. I randomly got a message from Verizon about paying my internet bill. And when he sold it to me, there was like some special going on. And he said that my rates weren't going to be as high as Verizon was telling me. Apparently he lied. And then when he set up my account, he didn't do it correctly. And I will continuously run to the issue of, Essentially, I can't change the address that my service is under. And so it is currently my previous address, even though I kept trying to change it to my current one. But whatever way the account was set up with him, it's like they won't, it won't let them do it because my email isn't like in the system. It's not letting them register my email, something crazy. And I'm like, okay. And then (laughs) when I was talking to customer support about it, they were like, can you reach out? To the agent who sold you the internet? Absolutely not. 
not after this man said he wants to put a baby in me. So I was like low-key yelling at the Verizon guy for like 30 minutes trying to figure out my internet situation and my billing because I got lied to about it when it was sold to me. And my account is honestly just very crappy to say the very least. Like I don't know what to do about it and I'm contemplating just canceling it completely and then finding a different internet service out here. I don't I don't know what to do. And long story short, they're like, you're just gonna have to go to the Verizon like corporate store. And I don't, that sounds like too much. It sounds like too much just because I want to avoid texting someone who wants to put a baby in me. But also that text was sent over a month ago. I don't know. It's just awkward. He, no. Those are my situations. (laughs) Those are my situations where I was not asked to go to coffee and didn't realize it was a date until I got there. Those are just like, I don't know, like, why? (laughs) Like, I literally just, I don't know why. I wanted to share those because it's Valentine's Day and that's been my encounters with men. My encounters with men that make absolutely no sense. As I was thinking about this episode and, and gearing up to like record it this morning, I spontaneously downloaded Hinge last night and there was a problem getting my pictures to upload. So I think that's a sign to just delete the app and keep waiting, keep waiting on that random moment where I spot Mr. Life Partner from across the room and just do something weird, I'm sure. <laughs> but while I wait for him, I will, I'll do my best to fight the fears regarding romantic love regarding true love there is a difference between true love and romantic love and i read about it in all about love new visions by bell hooks a book that i think everyone should read it's kind of you know saying that out loud really kind of hurts me because that book was written the year i was born which means that book is 25 years old yikes okay we're not gonna nope not gonna dwell on that one since we last spoke on the topic there are like new fears that i have like as far as creating a romantic partnership with someone and these fears have honestly like surfaced while I've like watched the relationships around me evolve like learning from the people around me because pretty much everyone in my life is in a relationship whether it just be dating or whether it be my grandparents who have been together for 51 years like I've just seen things and what I've seen has created some fears in me and that is what I want to talk about today is those those fears why I'm scared for true love and I know I can't control the future and I don't know when I'll meet him I could be 60 and meet him and that's fine you know I do want to have babies though maybe I don't know I say I want to have babies and then I talk to like the child development teacher at school and she kind of just kills it when she starts talking about the birthing process and nope we're not gonna do it so (laughs) Not even going to go there because it messes me up every time. So we're just going to talk about my fears. First fear is a fear of settlement. Not, and I don't even think settlement is like the right word, but I, and I've talked about this several times before, I'm literally a broken record when you listen to this podcast. And thank you to people who continuously listen, but also why? Because I'm literally a broken record. Anyway, I've I've mentioned before, I don't want to be in North Carolina forever. It's definitely not a forever home. I... I don't know. It's nice that the sales tax is a little bit lower and the state tax really isn't even that bad because it's gone down since I've moved here. But like, mm, and maybe I won't be a teacher forever. No, I definitely will be a teacher forever because, whoo, but the benefit, 
did you hear me just hit puberty? The benefits of, of being a teacher in this state are horrible. I can't, I can't do it. And I don't know, North Carolina, it's not bad at all. It's better than Tennessee, but I still think that there are better places for me to live. You know, every state has its problems, but I just think there's a better place, a place that I could thrive a little bit more as far as me is concerned. I think about, okay, so what if I'm here and I meet him here in the semi-fantastic state of North Carolina, but he doesn't want to leave? What if I can't get him to see like the the beauty in another place? And I shouldn't have to convince him, but what if just it's such a good partnership, it's such a good relationship, there's so much love there, and the only like downfall, I guess, would be I can't get him to like get up off the couch and walk to another state. You know what I mean? Like I I I don't know the future. What if he's ready to get married and not willing to move away from the state? Then it's like I would have built this wonderful foundation and this wonderful like relationship and almost built a life with someone who doesn't want to move, doesn't want to try a new place. I think, and I don't know if that's the adventurer in me. I don't even know if you could say I'm an adventurer. Well, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm an adventurer, low-key. I'm going to start saying that I'm an adventurer now just because I went skydiving. And look, honestly... I'm gonna do it again. I'm probably gonna do it again next year. I think I would have done it again this year, but the cruise that we're going on kind of messed me up financially. Not even kind of, it definitely did. And then, oh, speaking of being messed up financially, Airbnb, I count your days, bro. Count your days, man. Booking an Airbnb, I read the cancellation policy and everything, and they, let me just say they got me messed up and low key, I tried to cancel an Airbnb and I'm still being charged $300 for it on top of paying for a new Airbnb. Like I don't even want to get into it, but I will. I'll definitely will when we take our New York trip, but count your days, Airbnb, count them because I'm pissed. So anyway, so that's just, uh, the first fear that I have. And I think it's like a pretty small fear in comparison to the other few that I can kind of think of. The next one, and this is going to be kind of a touchy subject, but I mean, you know, I said what I said, and that's all I can really do. I have a fear of abuse. There will be denial when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I believe that my mother's second husband tried to mentally abuse me, and it didn't work. And I think his tactics as a person or why other people that I love are not in a good place mentally. I'm just going to say it kind of like that. And witnessing that mental abuse, witnessing that power, because you can be abused without having a, a visible scar. And I've definitely, I've experienced it and I've witnessed it. And I don't want to experience that. I don't want to be put in that situation. Whether I... You know, and it, I read different books and I even just like different articles of the internet where they were great, you know, the couple was great and then they got married. And then that's when the abuse began is after they got married. And life is gonna throw some challenges at you. Life is gonna be like, oh, you thought that was good and cute and fun. Oh, honey, no. And then it's gonna hit you with something and it's gonna be something that is tough. And I think part of 
having a partner is to have someone by your side to help you through it. I'm scared that like something will happen that's like major and he'll become abusive. And I've witnessed like abuse being a result of non-existent trust and insecurity in oneself. And oneself is not me. It's I'm talking about the person that I've like witnessed it. And it's so tough watching like people in abusive relationships, especially if you are the victim and then you don't know and you're too blind to get out. And it it sucks, man. It's it's hard to watch and it makes me more scared to want to put myself out there to possibly find like true love or a romantic partner. And I know I shouldn't let that be a fear. And I know that it's unfortunately a statistic that exists within not just America, but the world. I just, it makes it tough, man. It makes it tough. I hate to, and this is part of kind of what I was talking about in the last episode. It sucks to make progress just to revert just to go back in time and go back to old ways and and really there's like no change all the change that you worked on is gone that sucks and I I don't want to put all this work into myself to heal from my own versions of mental abuse just to be sucked right back in and be in an abusive relationship and have to go through the whole annoying process of an annulment or a divorce or whatever the heck all that stuff is. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I'm not anywhere near that situation, but it's tough and it's scary and I don't, I'm not ready. I think that's like a risk with anyone and I'm not ready for the risk. And it's maybe it's not that I'm not ready. I'm just, I'm just scared scared there's still so much that is like broken in my brain and it takes so long to heal from mental abuse and I don't want to to work on that and to continue to heal just to end up right back where I was when I was 9 12 and 16 and if you listen to my episode on Schmidt then you know what those ages were Another fear that I have, and I think this is something that I have talked about, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but you know, things change as you get older or things evolve as you get older. I have a fear of just family dynamic. I, especially because like everyone in my family, like even the racist relatives that I have, they believe that I'm going to end up with a white man, to be blunt. They think that I'm going to end up with a white guy. And I'm okay, listen, I'm okay with it. I personally think that as well. (laughs) I hate to like, I don't even hate to say it. I just, I, it, it is what it is and it shouldn't matter. It definitely shouldn't matter, of course. And unfortunately, you know, when people think racism, they immediately associate with white people being racist, but I'm black and I have a black family. And unfortunately, I have black people in my family who are racist. So I'm nervous about that when the time comes. I have a very big fear of just what in the world is going to come out of your mouth, (laughs) you know? I think the reason that I'm scared of it now is because, I'm going to just say it, we're a house divided. Not a house divided. We're just a family divided. It sucks because I want to be able to have like joint celebrations and I want, you know, like all these like fantastic memories. Let's have family reunions. Like I want all this energy, but 
my family's not even like together right now. There's just elements like, I don't know. We all need to work on ourselves. And what's really frustrating about this, I'm going to be just straight up with it, is I tried to put forth the effort for healing and it wasn't reciprocated and it's my fault. Which saying that out loud, like, pisses me off. <laughs> this is like the first time I've really like had that thought. Like I put forth my effort and it's still not enough and I'm still getting blamed. And that's pretty crappy, actually. That kind of pisses me off. I might have to make a phone call and I'm done recording. Cause wait a wait a minute. Wait a damn minute. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. The pressure cannot be put on me to heal something that I am trying to heal. Wow. Yeah, I'm calling my family when I'm done with this. Okay. Anyway, at the end of the day, when it comes to my relationship, I mean, my love for him is the biggest thing that matters. However, no one knows me like certain certain people in my family. And of course, my friends. But when I'm saying family, I'm also meaning my friends. Although my friends have nothing to do with us being a house divided. Like when I say we're a family divided, I mean like we share the same blood. You are my biological relative. Like that's a house divided. Me and my friends, not so much. We had conversations after last week's episode about just like where I'm at mentally. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And it's my brain and their understanding of that, which is really nice and loving. And yeah, they're fantastic. My non-blood related relatives, aka my friends, fan freaking fantastic. Love them. They know me and I want them to approve of who I'm about to like spend forever with. But I also want at least a couple of family members to approve. And I I just, I'm scared of the family dynamic because if we're, and every family has issues, but it's like if we're a house divided, how in the world are is my family going to get along with his family, you know? And again, especially because nine times out of ten, he's going to be white. The last fear that I have as far as just being scared to jump into a relationship and really diving deep into true love is a fear of change, a fear that they're going to change me. I realized, and I'm sure a lot of people in my life already knew this, but you know what? I, I got to realize things in my own time. It's just like when I found out that I was depressed and then my friends were like, well, yeah, you didn't know. I realized recently like how much I do and do not like change. Like I like change, but like not really. Like it, it's probably why I'm fighting like growing pains and just kind of like living in denial about everything that is changing around me and like how I'm going to progress like mentally and emotionally as a human. Like I'm just kind of living in denial, but I'm struggling living in that denial. And therefore episodes like the previous episode, which I keep like mentioning. So I guess I'm going to like link it in the description of this one. But that's why those episodes happens because I'm kind of living in denial. Like it's a change that I don't like. However, I love like changing my surroundings. You know what I mean? And like, let's change up our wardrobe and let's probably change our diet. Like I love those changes. So it's, I've kind of discovered my relationship with change and what I will tolerate and go with the flow with and what I will fight until the death for. And I think it's just changing. I'm scared that I like lose this part of myself that is like vulnerable and not really deep because I don't think I'm a deep person, but just kind of, 
I don't know, in touch with myself. I feel like I'll lose that if I get better in my brain. It doesn't make any sense, but it makes sense to Jamila, and I guess that's what matters. I'm I'm scared that going kind of with the family dynamic thing, but also with this change, is that like, okay, my friends do meet him, right? But when they meet him, they witness that I am being someone entirely opposite of who I am. Like I would have changed and not realized it. And I guess this also goes back to like that mental abuse part, right? It's like, I wouldn't even be able to recognize who I am. I would think that everything about what our conversation is is normal, but then my friends would be like, mm, actually, no, that's not you. So I don't want them, and them being my friends, I don't want them to question like who I am when I am around my partner. I want it to just seem like we're in sync. I'm maybe not the same person. I think you definitely change when you are in a relationship with someone and it's beautiful. I've witnessed some just beautiful growth in my friends and their relationships. And I'm even just talking to my grandparents, like from where they started to 51 years later and how much they've changed and evolved and how much love my grandma, they haven't changed. (laughs) And I just, I don't know. It's, it's beautiful to learn and to witness, but I think with that, there is a bad change that could come out of being in a relationship. And I'm scared that I will be on the, the side of change that isn't so good. That doesn't make me a better person. And I think it's, it's amazing when you go into a relationship and you are so sure of yourself and you know who you are and you're doing your individual growth. But I think you can also, I think it's important that once you figure that out, as we've heard before, it's like, okay, you have your individual growth and now you're in a relationship. So you have to like grow together and evolve together. And I think it's beautiful when you can do that and become a better person without sacrificing what makes you unique and wonderful and fantastic. And I'm just hoping that I'm the latter and not the former of being a completely different person and unrecognizable to myself. I don't know if any of that made sense, but those are all of my fears regarding finding true love and finding a life partner and getting married. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm thinking about marriage. I gotta like first figure out that asking someone out for coffee is actually a date. I need to kind of get that grasp on life before I can think about my wedding gown and the colors of my wedding, which the colors have definitely changed. My car has definitely like messed me up as far as wanting yellow to be a part of my wedding. (laughs) Since we are on the topic of love for this episode, I want to get into some recs and regrets that surround love a little bit. All right, so the first one, y'all, I got to talk about it. I actually put, I made like a little day in my life shot from one angle, like TikTok thing. I don't know. It wasn't like, I don't know. It it turned out very interesting, I will say. I kept like slowly moving the camera throughout the day and I was like, huh. Oh, well, I'm not refilming it. But anyway, in that TikTok, I mentioned like at least five times that I'm watching Jane the Virgin because I was binging it and I fought my way through to the finish line and I finally finished Jane the Virgin. And honestly, I can't tell you if I recommend it or not because that show could have stopped at season three. Like season after I got tired, the time jump came and I was like, okay, Raphael looks scruffy now. And then just when we were about to get some progress with Jane and Raphael, Michael comes back and I'm like, I'm so freaking tired of this love triangle. (laughs) Like, I was getting pissed and I have a relative who loves this show and I kept calling her like, I don't get it. And then the ending was so like 
cringe honestly it was very cringe it was very cheesy i will say i thought it was cool that like grown mateo was telling the story but that was probably like the best thing about that final episode especially considering like his own different challenges like growing up and everything but like y'all i i started losing brain cells i was like i cannot how many times did Raphael and jane get together how many times did jane and michael get together like the love triangle was pissing me off i was over it we could have ended it season three like we could have had three seasons wrapped it up cute little bow we did not have five five seasons no no ma'am absolutely not anyway finishing the virgin i don't know if i regret it or recommend it i'm still trying to figure it out myself i guess you know, if it's still on my brain and it's been several days since I finished it, I guess it's something that is worth recommending. I don't know. I was just getting pissed. If you don't like Love Triangles, definitely do not watch it. Next thing I want to talk about is an album. I can't believe I have never like listened to Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. And maybe I have, and this is my second time talking about it, and I don't realize that I've listened to it before, but we're just going to say that I haven't listened to it because I don't remember listening to it. But I finally listened to like the full album. Like, yeah, she has her song unwritten. You know, it's very popular. But I listened to like the actual album. And the actual album is so good. She actually has a song called Single. And it's so, that's my anthem for Valentine's Day. (laughs) That song is my anthem for Valentine's Day. There's also a song called Frogs and Princes, I believe. And that is another anthem that I have for Valentine's Day. Like, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Natasha Bedingfield, for creating a song just for all the singles out there. And it's it's fantastic. I felt empowered after I listened to it. I was like, heck yeah, I'm single. And what about it? Definitely recommend listening to Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Not just the song, but the actual album. Because there are also love songs on there. So there's like love songs and then like independent songs. She really like covers the full gamut. I think that's the right way to use that word. Anyway, moving on. Next thing that I recommend is a movie. It is a rom-com. It is Anyone But You. The movie with Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell that everyone was just like, oh my goodness, there was like something happening on set and there's like cheating and like he's too old for her and like blah, 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 blah. It was actually, and I thought that they were kind of like overhyping it by saying that they were bringing rom-coms back, but it was actually pretty good not like the best thing i've ever seen because i feel like rom-coms like the the genre was definitely dying off there a lot it oh buddy but i think this was like a nice ease back into like it is possible to make a good rom-com in this new decade i guess you could say it is very much so possible without it giving off like hallmark lifetime movie vibes or anything like that and without adding this weird action sequence a lot of rom-coms that i've watched and watched what watched recently have these weird like action sequence elements to them and it doesn't make any sort of sense but this was like it was nice i don't know it's actually so Fun fact, the reason that I even listened to Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, like listen to the actual album, is because one of her songs is like the the theme song or like the basis, I guess you could say, for the movie Anyone But You. You'll know what I'm talking about if you decide to check it out. And, you know, I went on like a $5 Tuesday, so I didn't have to pay like the full movie price ticket for it. So you can definitely do that for Valentine's well, the 13th is the Tuesday but you know what you know Valentine's Day you could definitely do that there's a group of girls there that were just having a little girls night watching it which was interesting the girl next to me cried when they got like to that part where they fall in love and everything like she was full-on bawling the movie there's maybe about 
eight of us in the theater and you can just like hear her sobbing. And I was like, oh, honey, if you want to wait until it goes on streaming, because it will at some point, I definitely, you know, I recommend watching anyone but you. Last little thing that I have to talk about as far as romance go, it's a book. It is Icebreaker by Hannah Grace, the book that a lot of moms bought for their 12 year olds until their 12 year olds started reading it and realized how much detailed sex is in that book. And, you know, yeah, I feel like they could have done, mm, I don't know, because Allie Hazelwood also has pretty like kind of cartoony covers, but something it's very interesting because like, I don't know, Hannah Grace's covers, they almost, they do look like they could be for a tween audience. And then you read them and you're like, no, ma'am, absolutely not. <laughs> what kind of accent? Oh, I just stepped into like Britain for a second. The lemonade, something, something's starting to hit. I don't know what's starting to hit. I think it's just that, you know, I talk for a long time and then I start to get like low-key delusional. I think we're kind of entering that state of the podcast, but fortunately I'm wrapping up. Long story short, Icebreaker gives Wattpad energy. And if you ever had Wattpad at any point in your childhood, if you have it now, you know what? You have it now, you have it now. Go off. I I deleted it last year. I ain't ashamed. I'm not ashamed at all. And I think because of that, that's why this book gives me Wattpad energy so heavily and it there's points where it kind of just like this was not necessary to the plot you made this book longer for no reason like we, we don't have to deal with this but I really don't know if I recommend reading it like it's in my pile of books to to donate to or to like sell essentially so I don't really know if it's something that I recommend reading I, mm, I don't know because I'm not planning on reading any other Hannah Grace book because of the way this one went so yeah I'm not sure, actually. And with that being said, with me being confused and delusional, I think that's it. <laughs> We're just going to leave it there. I hope you have a wonderful time celebrating your loved ones. Valentine's Day isn't just for romantic partners. It can be for just showing love to your family and your friends. And I hope you do that. I'm not looking forward to going to school. <laughs> we we didn't do this at the I don't think we did this in my, did we do this in my high school? I don't know. High school friends definitely let me know. At the school that I'm teaching at now, they do like the, the candy grams. Like they're going to go around and sing to people and give them roses. Like I'm not looking forward to my day being interrupted by someone receiving a rose and some chocolate and some choir kids singing. I I ain't ready for that one. Oh man, I'm not ready. But you know what? It, it is, it is what it is. Oh man, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. So hopefully you don't have to endure being interrupted consistently by people singing on Valentine's Day. And I am just still thriving and shining and happy to be back recording the podcast. I'm excited for just all of the random topics that I want to talk about. Like next week, it's going to be so off the wall. It's not even going to make sense to me, but I'm ready to talk about it. So with that being said, I will be in your ear next week with another episode of the Simple Gmail podcast. I love you all very much. Thank you again for listening and goodbye. I got to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> Don't let your head get in the way. Can't be defined by your mistakes. You know you're trying, you're trying.